Lucas, I believe it is the third episode of the season. Is it the third or the fourth? I think it's the third. Well, so there was Flaming Lips slash Bring It On, and then there was the one with Kaz. You guys have seasons. And, yeah, this is our <laughs> second season. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, third third episode, second season. Oh, uh, we have our guest, uh, Dennis McAndrew. Say hi. Howdy. Hey, there you go. Hey. Uh, I didn't realize putting Dennis in the middle would compromise his like reach over well, to the microphone. I'll move the mic a little more. Yeah, Ryan's tall and lanky. He can. He can. Yeah, I <laughs> le- I have my back arches a little bit. Yeah, he's so. skinny buff. He can do it. I am <laughs> skinny buff. I'm skinny buff. That's kind of an insult, right? If someone calls you skinny buff. It's like you can't. You're not. I've cool never heard It's only an insult tonight. if you choose to take it as an insult. I wonder if they were insulting me. I well, who take called it. you it? I don't remember. I just like some random guy on the street was like cat calling you. And it said, might have been my buff. brother. What kind of cat call is skinny buff? <laughs> if it was a cat call, I'd be kind of. I'd be flattered. I'd be like, "Ooh, you think I'm? You think I'm buff in a skinny, skinny way?" <laughs> Ryan Terry, the, the only person in the world variety? flattered by cat calling. It's I. I'll take anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, our yes. three albums were, I, I just blanked, Moron, uh, Moron Police, A Boat in the Sea. Um, my album was Dennis's album. I'm sorry. I'm Wait, losing that it. That was my album. My album was Emergency Night by His Memberment Plant, and Lucas's album was White Men Are Black Men Too by Young Fathers. Yeah. We got Die. Who, who, what numbers does everyone want to be? Dennis should be one and two because he's our guest. Okay. I'll be five and six. Okay. One. All right. That is cool. his album. All right. More on police. You want to talk a little bit about this album? Yeah, more on police. Okay, so basically these guys are a Norwegian band that really started off as more of a comedy metal band. They have songs like Super Awesome, Mega Couch, and Stomp That Goomba, and their most famous one that I can't really mention here. Um, but yeah. Explicitive title. Yeah, yeah. Well, a little bit, yeah. The one I told you about earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they originally started off as something a little bit of a joke, just a fun band for people to listen to at the time. But then they took five years off around 2014, and then in 2019, they released this album, A Boat on the Sea, which is an actual like serious work that they put together because they said it was time to grow up a little bit, and they wrote <laughs> they wrote this album which talks about the side effects and consequences of constant war and American imperialism, as well as calling out their own home country of Norway um, for certain things they've done and how the world just kind of views them as innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but despite these very, very grim topics, they've been able to, they wrote one of the most fun albums of that year, if not the most fun album of that year. Um, it ended up being my favorite of the year. I decided that in 2020, though, because I missed that album in 2019, unfortunately. But I hear it now, and I've decided it's my favorite album of that year. Yeah. That was an incredible pitch. I am so excited to talk I about know. Dennis knows what he's talking Dennis about. Dennis needs to be hmm. host this show. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll stay as a full-time you got, guy. <laughs> you got all my points. I loved this album. I thought it was so much fun. I loved the lead singer's voice. Yeah, it was really? great. It was really distinctive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, I don't know if I'm crazy about this. And as it went on, I was like, oh, I really like this. Like, it, it really stood out in mm-hmm. in this scene. Because you could tell the band is kind of metal players. Yeah. And they're kind of, I don't want to say holding back, because the musicianship on this project is excellent. Yeah. It's so the good. The production was also, like, it's the production's really, like, clean, but it's still, like, good. It it's sounds lush. good. It, it, is. it feels like it feel it sounds like the album cover, which is like a bunch of animals on top of an the elephant. The album cover is beautiful. Yes. Such it's gorgeous so cool. colors. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um but yeah, you you got everything. I was I was kind of shocked after reading into the lyrics that it was kind of about 
the I didn't imperialism read it into more. lyrics too much. Well, I to noticed be Beware the Blue Skies is about how Norway creates a lot of the drones that America uses. Yeah. And, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because at the end, it's like in Hipparay, here comes Norway, friend to one and all. We don't sell guns. We just provide a little service. Hey, that's all. And it's. <laughs> this is such a good. I love you, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> he, knows, he knows it off the top. Is that... One of my favorite things about this album is that there's some recurring motifs, not like a, a specific light motif that's played throughout the whole thing, but you at the very beginning with like the melody from Hocus Pocus, um, you at the very end like of of Isn't It Easy when it says and so our story ends as it began, it starts singing that melody but mm-hmm. with just different lyrics. Oh, I didn't even notice that. And, and then at the end, that piano reprise to the Phantom Below. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. And this and, is a brisk thirty-minute listen. Yeah. Yeah. I woke up like lying and not wanting to get up at all, and I was like, I'll listen to one of the albums today or for this episode. And he uh, and this album was just shorter, and I was like, okay, I'll I'll check out this out. Loved it. It was the best thirty <laughs> minutes of my weekend. Yeah. It was just like it. Don't take this in a way that sounds bad. It sounds like a bunch of anime openers. Oh, no, honestly, yeah, okay. that's that's the biggest comment that I've received from a yeah. lot of people who I've told about the album. <laughs> but it's <laughs> so delightful. And they, I, even, they even made an anime video for The Phantom Below. Did they really? Yeah, oh, so they know it. <laughs> yeah, they, they knew it too. I'm not familiar with any of their other stuff, so I don't know how much of a departure this is for from... Yeah, is it like their other stuff? Not really, no. Like, their their earlier stuff was a little bit more metal and more comedic, like... Defenders of the Small Yard. I'm sorry if people can't hear me. I'm kind of away from the mic. <laughs> he's in, he's into Lucas's mic now. Yeah, Defenders of the Small Yard is more of a it's more of a metal album, but the lyrics are significantly more comedic. Unlike a boat on the sea, um, with the exception of a song like the dog song, but that song is also just really taking the innocent perspective of a dog um, during this awful time. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> it. Do you want to play a track off of it? Um. Well, is it time to do that? It yeah. can be time to do that if we choose I'm to. I'm going to play my favorite, which was The Invisible King. That was my favorite. That's such a good song. <laughs> well, that works out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Life is a sweet life, baby. We're going up or going down, whatever you prefer. Oh, life is a sweet life, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a fun track. I love that song. That was so that was my favorite song. Yeah. listening to it, it was it was the one that stuck in my head the most. I don't know if I have a definitive favorite song from that album, but I can, like, there isn't really a bad track. Like there, I don't think I can really pinpoint a least favorite from that one either. Yeah, that's I, fair. Every single piece is just so important to the actual scale of the album as well. I think Captain Awkward was a bit too weird for me, but I'm sure on repeated listens yeah, I'll like it more. That's the thing about Captain Awkward, though. I love the weird for me. It's what, a, did you like it? Well, no. Captain Awkward is weird. Do you know what album you gave us? <laughs> okay, well, I don't want to... Well, don't spoil anything, Lucas. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this was great. This I want to listen to more stuff from this band and more stuff from the genre. Oh, it's... Def- 
thing is, this album, I don't know what specific genre to put this under. I guess I like, said prog rock. Yeah, progressive rock with like a hint of like power pop in there. Yeah, it's it was definitely pretty poppy. Yeah, all things considered, like especially with a song like especially Invisible King or The oh, Phantom yeah. Below. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. At the same time, you get the very proggy sides of like Captain Awkward and Isn't It Easy. Um, yeah. Uh, oh man. Yeah, I really enjoyed. It. I really enjoyed. It Should too. we move on to an, the other another album? Sure. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three, or four. I'll be odds. Odds. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, four. So four. we're talking about my album. This is the exact cool. same order as last episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, I recommended the Dismemberment Plans, Emergency, and I, or just Dismemberment Plan, as Wikipedia keeps telling me. Yeah. And they also they, called them the D plan and the plan, which is a very unfortunate name. I just keep thinking of the Dillinger the, escape plan. Like when D plan? The D plan. I don't know. It's appropriate. Like, Yo, I'm going to go see the D plan. <laughs> the D plan. Like there's a theater in my the, my hometown that used to be called the Big D experience. So oh, no. Like, oh no. Oh no. Um, nice. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be talking about this on air. Probably not. <laughs> um, Third album by indie rock band Dismemberment Plan which was formed in 1993 in Washington, D.C. This album was released in 1999. Yeah, that shocked me. Yeah, what, it that shocked this was me 93? too. Why? Because they well, sound ahead of their time. It was released in 99, and I don't know. It just sounds like something that wouldn't come out of 1999. It sounds so? like something that would have come out around these times, to be honest. Especially considering the production, which is fantastic. Yeah. Like, fun fun fact: they were with Interscope when they were making really? the record, and then Interscope dropped them. Oh, and man. then they went back to their old record label, but the album was done. So they got all the freedom of being in an indie rock label, but all the budget of being in a major label. So the album cost every, a lot of money. Dream. I just saw right? you work the system right there. That's I know, right? That was that's awesome. Um, that it says that in my notes. I was just about to say that was recorded in New Jersey. I love this album. I Lucas wasn't crazy about it. Dennis I really like, enjoyed. It. I wasn't. Really enjoyed all right, all right, all right. I wanna. I liked a lot of it. It's just. I feel like some of it was just a little too weird. And I like weird music. It's just, it was kind of weird, like, and to, like, a little bit of annoying extent at times. You think so? I think a lot of the songs were good. Which songs did you find somewhat annoying? I didn't like the song Jitters. I like the Jitters I a lot. I love that song. Yeah. That, I think it's the most pensive and thoughtful of the... I, oh, sorry, keep going. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just pensive, most thoughtful of the songs in the album not to say that it's my favorite but i I liked the turn right after spider in the snow which Mm -hmm. is also a very good kind of mellower track i liked what do you want me to say what do you want me to say that's such a fun song i think this album kind of predicted internet and social media Mm -hmm. followings like memory machine what do you want me to say i thought some of the songs sounded a little like black midi you did mention especially a song like i love a magician yeah oh my god that song is insane some of the some of the stuff i didn't hear i can understand it being too weird I think there's a nice balance, though. I think the sec- I Love Ma- Magicians done, you get a song like You Are Invited, which is still weird, and still, it, but it has all these electronic elements, and it's it's a really delightful song. Mm-hmm. Kind of sad, but a little, little a little like whimsical. Honestly, I feel like that song is probably my least favorite on the album. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was you, one of my favorites. It's like I think just the concept lyrically. I think the chorus just sounds a little bit cliche, in my opinion. Like, I I I felt like the fact that the verses were so monotonous mm-hmm, yeah. kind of gave the chorus more power and more strength. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. But I think when you mentioned the song The Jitters, well, yeah. both of you did, um, I remembered when I was first listening to this album, I was listening to it on a walk around campus and that section where it's just like that 
really chromatic atonal like guitar lead that comes in during the right in the right side. Oh yeah. And like I thought something was coming from behind me. Like, what <laughs> really? is this? And I'm like, holy crap, this is the album. <laughs> like you were being hunted by some monster. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that. And it was it was pretty terrifying, but like the rest of the song like really made that fit so well and mm. it just became one of my favorite songs on the album. Um uh, Girl O'Clock, that song. Girl O'Clock is so much fun. Reminds me of System of a Down. Really? A little you think bit. So? Like, I can see it. With that really strange delivery. His and stuttering. Off the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That really off the wall, like, concept of, li- not concept, but like the really off the wall lyrics and the way he's saying them. I'm sorry, I'm talking too much. But oh, no, you're, <laughs> no, good. you're, you're fine. perfectly good. That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, we yeah. brought you on. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I think this is a seminal album of indie rock in the 90s. That's what I genuinely believe. And they actually toured with Death Cab for Cutie. Really? Yeah. Really? It was called the Death and Dismemberment Tour. That's which fantastic. Which is amazing. Death and Dismemberment. The thought yeah. of hearing um, uh, something like, I'll follow you into the dark right after. Um, <laughs> well, this was 2002, so yeah, it would have been so, right yeah. before Death Cab blew up. Yeah, plans didn't come out until like 2005 or Yeah, this would have been photo mm-hmm. album era, Death Cab. Um, but yeah, I, I think this album's a great, this album's a great, Thematically, coming today, coming of age in the mm-hmm. in your twenties or in your late teens, it's so confused, it's so gnarled. But there is this sense of I don't want to say wonder, because but it, it's like it's fun, it's jittery and it's gr- kind of talking heads like asymmetric. Mm. Yeah, in my opinion, like a life of possibilities is a very bitter song. What do you want me to say is pretty bitter. Um, but there's something. Oh, the city is a fantastic track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of writing a song about how just miserable you are in the place you're in, and you're so specific about it, and you talk about how you hate the street lamps, and you hate the sidewalks, and you hate the window panes. I thought eight and a half minutes was also good, but I, it is not eight and a half minutes long. It it's is not. I was disappointed to realize it wasn't eight and a half minutes long. It wasn't. Would I, you want to listen to that for eight and a half minutes? Um, I don't I, know. I kind of would. Uh, I, I, I wish there was more love for Gyroscope. Honestly, I, I love, I love that song. That song's in like 13.8. Really? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I remembered hearing the rhythm for that. I love the random use of rhythms. It partially gave me a little bit of a, not just indie rock, but a little bit of like a noise rock and somewhat of an emo vibe. Yeah, math yeah. rocky. Yeah. Not 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 into, like the drums especially. Not so, rock. not yeah. so math rock, but it's a, yeah. within the genre. But like the way they play with, mel- the way they play with melody, harmony, mm-hmm. rhythm, they throw a lot at you exactly. in these single songs. Like, what do you want me to say is so weird. The guitar part is for the verse is basically one chord, mm-hmm. just played over and over again in this monotonous, like, meandering bass line. It's, um, I don't know. I, this album excites me. This album excites me in a way that most albums from the time don't. It, it doesn't sound anything like the albums that came out around it, and yet it sounds like it could only come out in yeah, 1999. They definitely had a sound of their own, but that sound of their own definitely mm-hmm. took place of that time. That and, statement made no sense. But like, and you could <laughs> never, they couldn't even repeat this sound. No, no, they it's, couldn't. It is this lightning in a bottle thing to me. And I'd understand if someone else thinks it's so like weird that some of the ideas aren't panning out. That's not to say you don't like weird music, but that's just to say, like, hey, what are you doing? Uh, I'm re- I'm looking at the comments. <laughs> oh yeah, I was about to say. I wonder what the comments. Were. We're Instagram my, live streaming. My okay, touch friend, my hair. This is kind of embarrassing. It's just really hot. In this um, room. my good it friend uh, Quinn um is leaving some uh good comments uh on our uh Instagram stream here. Let's read about the album or about us. Uh, she said hashtag more love for gyroscope. Yeah. Hey. See, 
See? Thank See? you. Quinn, I like you. Let's talk more. It's a great, it's a great song. I love if she sings fast enough that maybe the broken pieces of her heart will stay together. That's yeah. a strong line. That's it's a delivered line. so quickly. Yeah, honestly, you yeah. said it reminded you of Juju. Yeah, she. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. We got to get you more into Shushu as well. I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> you can't recommend it for the show because that's you true. Can't you play can't recommend Juju's it for the yeah, show. Yeah, I feel like we can hardly talk about anything that album talks about on the show. <laughs> Are we talking about Girl with Basket of Fruit or like. Well, just, I don't know. I was thinking about giving it to him, but uh, definitely that's... can't do Angel Guts. And we can <laughs> do it as an, we can do as the segment at the end. Yeah. yeah. Should we move on? Well, or, we, or let's, let's play, play a song. A song. Let's what play song would you guys like to hear from Emergency? Uh, what was everyone's favorite song? I think um, Life of Possibilities or What Do You Want Me to Say are pretty cool. I really like the Life of Possibilities. Um, <laughs> what Do You Want Me to Say is also a really good song. Let's do What Do You Want Me to Say. Okay, All right, cool. sweet. Lucas, uh, all right, wait, I was going to talk a little bit more about this album. Uh, are you going to sell me stuff? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, well, uh, um, I, wa- I just want to talk about the critical reception a bit. Um, this got a 9.6 by Pitchfork on their first review and then a 10 on their second. Really? Yeah. I hate how they do that. I hate it, too. I hate how they do that. I don't, like, a 9.6 is a really good score for them, so I don't understand why they were like, that point four. they really need it. <laughs> the dismemberment plan needs this. Would you call this album a 10? Oh, yeah. Okay, then, This yeah. is one of my top 10, top 20 favorite albums. I say that about a lot of albums we've right. on the show, but that's because, like, there was this period where I, every day, I listened to a new album in high school, and, like, they were all in the indie rock, indie hip-hop vein. And so, like, I've been kind of coasting off those. The problem is all the indie hip-hop we like, we all listen to because we're normies. Yeah. So, like, I can't recommend a Kendrick or a Mad Villain album to Would you. Would you call Kendrick indie hip-hop at no, this point? Yeah, no, no. Like, yeah. People say conscious, but I don't like that because that implies other hip-hop isn't conscious. It feels there well. Is all right, I think it's fair to say some hip hop. Okay, is no one's not saying, not no one's saying <laughs> Migos is on the level of Kendrick. But <laughs> nah, there are some people that do. Culture Two is actually my favorite album. Ever? No. no. <laughs> I was gonna play along with a bit. Nothing's but. gonna beat out Twin Fantasy for him. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, I think Hospice might have overtaken, but that's another conversation Honestly, for another okay, time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll get to that at the end if we feel like it. Yeah. If we run out of ideas. All right. You want to roll the die, Lucas? We, yeah. We, there's no need to roll right. the die anymore. Just let him. He no, makes him feel special. If it's, <laughs> if it's a one, then we won't talk about my album, and I'll just leave. <laughs> if it rolls anything but a one, we talk about my album. Ah, get, out. <laughs> get out! Get out, Lucas! No, don't actually leave. No, we leave. need you. <laughs> we literally need you for this. Was that bit worth it? Right, anyway, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about Lucas's album now that he's done with his tantrum. Do you want Do you want my notes? <laughs> no, I don't want your notes. Oh, God. I don't want your notes. Right. <laughs> I know enough about this band. We bully Lucas so much on yeah. the show. <laughs> It's just small. It should be a permanent member. <laughs> I, love, I love this. Um, Young Fathers is a um, 
I don't even know what genre to put them on, honestly. They get categorized as a rap group, but also, like, sometimes as, like, pop or even, like, rock. Their music does consist of rapping, but I would not limit them to the rap genre. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Like, some people, Tyler, the Creator... Winning best oh, rap album Grammys. Shot. I'm calling Ooh, that's that. That's yeah. T for another time. <laughs> I know we're taking on the big leagues here. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, the album is called White Men or Black Men Two. Um, I sent you guys like the big readings yeah, for the album. Did. I, I don't forgot know if you guys to read, read it. it. I read him, but I can't recall very much of what it said. <laughs> um, all right. Basically, to sum it up, the album name is to get people angry. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, yeah, I, I, I kind of picked that up. Yeah. Um, and also, um. The, the premise of the album was just, we don't want to be in this constructive box of rap anymore. We're telling people to file this under rock and pop, and we don't want to be trapped in, like, genre boxes anymore. Yeah. Well, I also, I think there is a thematic thing to the title. I would say yeah. so. White men well. or black men, too. I feel like there is an... Mm, I feel like there is an argument that someone, like, I've seen Janelle Monet make it on her Dirty Computer right. album, where it's like, a lot of poor white people are also disenfranchised, but not to the same extent. We can't right. talk politics on this show, can we? I feel like that's not no, that controversial. This album is extremely political, but I listen to it less for the extremely like political views and more just because I really, really like how it sounds. Me too. Yeah. This might be one of my favorite albums you've recommended. Really? In this... the same vein that last week was my nice. favorite album. I had, I had a lot of... Or your favorite album... That I recommended. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun listening to this album. Me too. Did you guys have favorite tracks? Yes. We, I wrote mine down. We Me both have the same favorite we tracks. Both have the yeah. two, we're too good. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we we're need too... to. Lucas, get out of the room. No, no, he already did that. We can't make him do it again. Oh, you're <laughs> right. You're right. I can't uh, walk that far. <laughs> if you do it twice, it's not funny. If you do it three times, it's funny. Right. That's what I always enough. say. Anyways, um, uh, yeah. Uh, our, my two favorite tracks. I skipped it. My two favorite tracks were uh, Twenty Seven and Nasty. I also threw Shame in there. I liked Twenty Seven and Nasty, and I really also liked Sirens quite a bit. Yeah, Sirens, Sirens is good. Sirens is great. I really like Feasting, even though I know some people don't like that song. I enjoyed I Feasting. It wasn't my least favorite song on there. It wasn't my favorite either. Um, I, I just, I like how, like, dirty and restless yeah. all the sounds are. It is such a, like, unpolished and dirty album, but in a really good way. Right. Oh, yeah, it feels so much. frenetic. I remember it's, hearing, oh, sorry, keep going. It just, it sounds like really, really, like, just pure, like, emotional, like, just, this really like frustrated feeling. Oh yeah, mm. especially at the end of a song like "Dare Me." Um, like at the very end oh, of that God. song, I remember hearing that and I'm like, "This sounds like Tyler a little yeah. bit." I heard yeah. I heard quite of the Tyler influence. I'm like, "Wow, this is fantastic!" Hearing that and then just hearing that "Dare Me" at the very end, just trying to like come back to it, but immediately cutting to the next song. <laughs> I just realized we called we call Twenty One Pilots rock or pop, and then we call Tyler the Creator in this rap. Like, what's the why? Well, because, why do we do that? Well, because they rap. Mm. Yeah, but I, I I'm implying a reason. <laughs> except I hear more rock elements in, in a band like Twenty One Pilots than I would in a, with with someone like Tyler. Like I can't hear the song mm -hmm. Jumpsuit and like. But I'm rock. saying I'm saying Igor's pop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Igor Igor is a mix of like pop, rap, and a little. I would even song. go as far to say Igor's like R and B. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's not it's not a one trick pony. That, I, I just hate the way that artists like this are constrained in a box. Like you well, make that's the this point type of, this of music. This that partially expired. Um, yeah, that yeah. Me they're trying to break out. Of that's that why house. I bring it up here, and it's been a theme with us talking about Igor and um, Ventura is like R and B, but he raps a little bit. Yeah. Luckily, that's considered R and B, which I think it should be. Could that theme be also placed within the album cover with how the the O O of two is a Venn diagram? Um, 
It's oh, sort of creating more of like a more of a united front rather than separating the separating white men and black men from each other, saying now, that we have some common ground and we have a little bit of a common enemy. Now we're breaking uh, into oh, themes. Yeah. I just realized that right now, so it's a, that's another thing for me. This is a great album. I'm yeah, really excited really to one. listen to Coco Sugar. Coco Sugar's it. good. It's a lot more polished production wise. Mm-hmm. But is that their next one? Though uh their next one might have been dead. I think Dead was before. Actually, no, I might be wrong. Dead won a Mercury Prize. I wrote that down in my notes. Really? Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I did remember reading about that. I I like Coco Sugar. It just has it has a few moments where it's just kind of mm-hmm. like yeah. I I really like the album art for it. I had a friend who recommended me that in high school, but I never listened to it. So not gonna lie, I looked at the um. Uh, that album cover for which one is that for Coco Sugar? And yeah. I thought it was Lil Nas X at first. I'm like, no, there's that is not him at all. Oh my god! <laughs> Did uh, they contact him? Coco Sugar was the one after White Men or Black Men too. Okay. There was some with the Coco Sugar album. I know it's not the album we were supposed to be reviewing, but it it was inspired by some other picture, and I I've con- mm-hmm. I haven't been able to find it since like this one time, but it's it's like a very derivative album cover. They're Scottish too. Yeah, they are very Scottish. Scottish. I like hearing these styles of music come out of countries that aren't known for it. Exactly. Right. Yeah, because yeah. like when you think of Scotland, you think of pasty white people in kilts carrying bagpipes. <laughs> now, sure, that can also be young fathers. You also think of me, but they're that's significantly the point. blacker than most of those people in kilts playing bagpipes. But like that, that also breaks the stereotype of that saying, like you know, with the, how provocative that album cover is. And once you hear that the members are from Scotland, you think, oh, it's white people trying to claim that they know the struggles of black people. But no, but you realize that the members of Young Fathers are... Two are, of them are Yeah, two black. of them are black yeah. people, and they really just want to create this bigger united front rather than just yeah. divide them <laughs> more. I had I had this conversation with people from home occasionally when we talk about how not a lot of uh, female or people of color perform at these big music festivals in Buffalo. And part of me wondered, of course these radio stations have to reach out to these people mm-hmm. and actively promote them. But the onus is also on us to be listening to them. That's the thing. Because, yeah. like, they will know this is a band worth getting if they can pull a certain amount of people. And I think um, bands like this, I don't think should be elevated, but certainly, like, we need more bands like this that make right. these extremely out there and interesting and genre-bending projects that aren't mainstream at all. Exactly. And and I and the fact that they're a Scottish mm. hip hop, rock, kraut rock, pop band is right. insane. And the their production and their the way they perform is so frenetic and interesting. Right. My favorite KXP performance is them performing the song Toy hmm. on KXP, which you sent I sent it to me. Yeah, I yeah. sent it to you a while ago. It's just it's so good. They also do feasting in that. Really? I got I got to watch I got to watch that too. Yeah, the um, whole thing. I I just I love they're such good performers. Mm-hmm. So what song should we play? I don't even know what to play from this. They're all not none of them are explicit. Surprisingly. Yeah. You um, want to tr- I'm going to play 27. Yes, yeah, I was going to yeah, say okay. that. I love that song. Yeah. I know that it's hard me. Easier to breathe 
Are you gonna sell me stuff now? Why do you want me to so bad? I want to get it out of the way. I don't want to sell you anything, but I just want to tell you that the Trident Sunni Fredonia's literary magazine is open for submissions for our 2020 issue. Want to see your creative work published? We're looking for poetry, fiction, nonfiction, and art. Submissions are open for undergraduate Sunni students this semester, and we are looking for new writers and blind submissions. You can find out more at tridentfredonia.weebly.com or find us on Instagram at fredonia underscore trident. What was that website again, Lucas? That website was tridentfredonia.weebly.com. <laughs> I'll get right on it. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Honestly, this is probably going to make me check that out. We're, like, we're going <laughs> to lose this show so soon. <laughs> I love how uh, I'm the death of the show now. No, like, you should be on it. I'm saying it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the uh, ship's going down. You're, you're the only one getting a lifeboat. Yeah. <laughs> the, the boat's on the sea. <laughs> it's going to be in the sea pretty oh, quickly. Oh, that was good. That was bringing it all back. Yeah. It's, it's come full circle. Yeah, it's come full circle like the end of Isn't It Easy with the beginning of Hocus Pocus. <laughs> this is a great album. I love this album. Oh, I loved man. all the albums. I, I really enjoyed all these <laughs> yeah. albums. I, I had a great time. Unlike Thanks. some of us. <laughs> Was that too much for the station? You're, you're a living drum. It's, it freaks me out. Living drum? Yeah. Oh, Holly rhythms. <laughs> Um, anything yes. else? Anything else anyone wants to say? Well, okay, I should ask, what's your personal relation to this album? I found this album on my own. It was, like, one of the albums that, like, when I was uh, on a big Bandcamp kick and bought a lot of stuff off Bandcamp because I didn't want to buy stuff off iTunes anymore. Can you say Bandcamp one more time? Bandcamp. There we go. Bandcamp. <laughs> and, um, Upstate New York, eh? <laughs> no, uh, uh, I forgot how I found this album. I found Coco Sugar first, and I listened to the song In My View and liked it a lot, and then I listened to Coco Sugar, and then I wanted to listen to their old works, and Fantano said this one was good, so I listened to it. <laughs> we need you, to stop bringing We're too derivative bro, he of just, him. You just outed himself right now on air. <laughs> Fantano liked it, so I had to do it. Gotta get a scoop we, of the melon. <laughs> we may have brought up Fantano every episode. Of well, I think this. it's hard to be a music review thing and not bring him up especially I when know. i watch that every review he just drops. shows how much of an impact he's just had on music in general for the past 10 years that he's been there's doing so that. much stuff i've it, listened to that because like you wouldn't have listened to daughters if it wasn't for fantasy no right? i wouldn't have. Yeah. well lucas is partially also what in- influenced me to check out that whole album did you did yeah. you know daughters before then um no <laughs> i knew of the name but the reason i ended up listening to the full album is because when I first met Lucas, it was inside the, fr- the library at Fredonia. And, and was he was wearing, we- he was wearing his You Won't Get What You Want shirt. I'm like, hey, oh, isn't, isn't right. that a daughter's shirt? And he's like, yeah, you know them. Was like, I've heard like one of their songs, but I haven't checked out the whole album. He's like, dude, you need to. And then we just started talking about Tool and how we're going to say we're going to believe it when we see it when their new album comes out. And um, then you were bored. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, it's so weird. It's so weird being in this campus and being like, oh, yeah, do you watch Fantano? And every people say yes. Say it's yes. like, yeah. Uh, I've met like um getting off topic again from the album. I've met like a surprising amount of like people who like don't listen to the music that I do cuz mm-hmm. like I thought I w- had like a really I sound like I'm saying oh I have advanced it. But like I don't know like 
Ryan hasn't listened to a lot of albums I just thought were really popular among mm. people who like and you. But I can say the same about some stuff. Yeah, I've recommended. True. Honestly, yeah, but it's expanded my views. I um, never thought I would meet like more than like two people that already liked Shushu. And like it's it's absolutely crazy. There's this cul-de-sac of people. Mm-hmm. Granted, music school, yeah, liberal arts school. Yeah. There's this cul-de-sac of people who are like, yeah, I watch Fantano. I love Daughters. I love Carsey Headrest. Everyone on this campus, I felt like, knew who Carsey Headrest was. It was crazy. He's I'm talking about his favorite band, and he is on Spotify. I hear you. Not listening to I me. I hear you. Okay. That was, it, it was so weird that first week, especially because like people in my family or people, my friends and family would be like, "You always talk about music. Why can't you talk about something normal people talk about?" And I'm like, "I'm like, I love like." And then coming here and meeting all these people, who and just seeing people love who just love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is like we live for this kind of stuff. We have a podcast for it, and two of us are music majors, and I might swap to be a music major. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. But like, we we love we live this. You know, it's crazy mm-hmm. that. It's, it's so many people weird. also live this life of just consuming music and performing music. Exactly. It, the whole art of being, not necessarily a critic, I wouldn't call myself a music critic, but like just being someone that consumes a lot of music yeah. is, is, just as, is just as important to the process of music as creating music is. Because mm-hmm. without that, you don't have an audience. And when you have a really passionate audience, it provides a lot more of a more of a drive for people mm-hmm. to make more and better music. Yeah. But, I've kind uh, of always called it, this might sound pretentious, uh, I've mm-hmm. always kind of considered it being an indie head, which doesn't necessarily mean you listen to only indie music, mm-hmm. but, like, you consume the most, like, you try to stay up to date, you try to be relevant, you love rock and hip-hop and R&B and pop and all that. Like, the best of the best just comes out of the crop. And it's um, it's great to see other people share that experience. Yeah, and I I was for the long time I was just mostly used to doing that with metal. Yeah. But I, I in high school I just made it a goal of mine. You know what? I'm just gonna listen to more music in 2019, and I want to see how that goes. Right. And then I did that, and that expanded my library so yeah. much because of that. And I wouldn't be sitting here today if I hadn't decided to do that. And I still need to listen to metal. I yeah. still need to get into that genre. <laughs> I know, like, Lucas was talking about how he was into this, um, uh, can I say their name on, on, on the air? Who, whose name? Uh, I, I don't know. Oh. Maybe. Yeah, um, go, go for it. Um, uh, Infant Annihilator. <laughs> um, Lucas go. was really into this, um, uh, Infant Annihilator album. I just, I don't Where know. are the FCC rules on Infant Annihilator? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's bad. I think we're just going. Have you ever yeah. seen the Fredon- but- the Futurama episode where it's, like, renaming G.I. Joe characters, and it's, like, Orphan Annihilator. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, pass. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, Lucas, Great. we have to start wrapping things we up. We do have to start wrapping things up. Um. So, our guest next week, do you want to say, Ryan? Evan Donnelly, bassist of Beach Tower. Oh, okay. Wow, yeah. it's another member of Beach another Tower. Member Who would have seen Tower. that coming? It's almost like I'm in the band or something. Yeah, just maybe slightly. <sighs> I wish I was. I'm, t- I'm trying my best. <laughs> Let's all start a side project. <laughs> Let's all called, start a side project. Called Tower on the Beach. Tower I wanted I wanted you in our band, and then Lucas was like, no, he likes metal. <laughs> what? What well, do you have to give me? Uh, well, first I'm going to give Evans. Okay, what's Evans? Evans is Skip Tracing by Mild High Club. Uh, I knew he was going to give me that, and I have, completely forgot. Have you listened to it? No. Ooh, okay, this will be Have cool. you? No. Oh! <laughs> Ooh. And then I'll, I guess I'll do mine first then. Mm-hmm. I will give you... Silent Shout by The Knife. 
By the knife. By the knife. Yeah. Uh, strange indie um, hip hop, or not hip hop, sorry, uh, electronic pop group. Hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm going to give you two by Unknown Moral Orchestra. Oh, okay. That's quite the title. I should have guessed because he asked if I listened to Unknown Moral Mortal Orchestra. I have a whole list. I got to show Dennis. The I list. have a list yeah. too. I'll show Dennis my list, and we'll see whose list he likes more. This whole episode Time for is... another episode of List Week. <laughs> Just like... this whole episode. No, is we're cutting to ties to Fantano. <laughs> Fantano, we're breaking up. No, the... Fantano mentioned on the next show. You has can he keep reviewed? Your flannel has he reviewed any? He's reviewed the knife. He's reviewed Mortal Orchestra. He's reviewed mine. Yeah. He hasn't reviewed. He hasn't reviewed either of ours. He didn't. No, no he didn't. Because that one of them's too old. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna ditch. We're gonna ditch. We're gonna ditch. It's it's out. Thank you Peace guys for out. having me on. Peace out, homies. Yeah. Really Thank you for this. coming on. Thank you for coming on, Dennis. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Had a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Check out these albums. Check out, All please. very good. Check, Check out. out these albums. Had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Check listen, out next week's albums. Listen to the past weeks and season one on uh, anywhere you can listen to podcasts. He's promoting it after I asked him to. <laughs> That's what? why I Instagram streamed it. All right. We got to right. go. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you to Anchor and Fredonia Radio Systems for making this podcast possible. Music done by Evan Donnelly and podcast art done by Amelia Loreso. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at You Have to Hear This. Thank you for watching.